Welcome to the Highland Quiet Life podcast. We're a nature and forest therapy based company in the Cairngorms National Park in Scotland. And I'm Kath, and you can listen to myself and fellow Canadian guide, Moose, or Michelle, talk all things forest therapy and probably a few random distractions in between. So, in our mini podcasts, I know that you've done a little bit of research on some language that we've referred to in our longer podcasts. Yes, because I think found? like a lot of things in my life, I have heard words that I genuinely have never used before and didn't know mm. what they meant. Um, so when I do that, I put a big circle and I go off and try and find out what they're about. So um, before we talk about our own experiences um, and maybe our own understanding, I, we are going to look at the word liminality, which as a word, I love it. I love the way it rolls off the tongue. It's a good word, liminality. I like it. A lot of L's. Um, so liminality if you look at the, the, the first part of liminal uh, that comes from the latin word limin which means threshold so it's that crossing over the threshold crossing over the space um, which is leads us into this liminal journey um, that we talk about and then in terms of the ANFT and the definition that they explain it as. Yeah, so they're talking about um, a state of being that participants may find themselves experiencing during a forest therapy walk. So it's often characterized by a soft somatic awareness, a sense of timelessness, an active imagination, and a curious open-heartedness. That's like, um, I, I like that, you know, that sense of timelessness, because that is what, without knowing that's what I was experiencing, it would be liminality. And the very first walk that I took part in um, over a year ago um, was that sense of timelessness um, that I felt. Um, and in that final, we did kind of like a 20 minute, what's called a sit spot at the end literally sitting in a spot um for 20 minutes and um and just completely losing track of time but also just really realizing what was around me um and being able to just completely switch off and um tune out we were on quite a busy touristy lake um and uh, you could kind of hear kind of powerboats and ferries and stuff in the background, but you could completely start to tune that out. And, and it was actually the birds that were right in front of me bobbing about on tiny little branches. And, and then it was the really, really tiny, tiny kind of pin thin branches that were right in front of my face that I hadn't noticed. And all of these little things, it was like everything suddenly became alive and I could see it again because I just completely switched off to everything else. A, all of the worries around me, my phone was off. I wasn't looking at you know any form of screen time as to what was going on in the world or who was trying to get hold of me um but just completely switching off um and just getting into that space of just being somewhere you know that threshold that bit in the middle that in between um yeah and I th- you've had sort of similar experiences on walks that you've done haven't you yeah I love I love that you're saying the in-between thing and and you're using the language of like sort of switching off because I think there's something to be said for, and again, thinking this started in the 1980s in Japan when there was this rise in um, um, tech work, right? So there's this rise in using your your mind all the time, this cognitive cognitive function, and and you're cranking stuff out, and your mind is busy, and your body is busy, and we're, we're this like massively busy, busy, busy culture. How are you? Well, I'm really busy. I like press for time. I'm like whatever, right? So this in between is with these invitations inviting you to come away from how you normally are and you're saying like switching off and so you're going somewhere in between how you normally are and being embodied in your body 
and less of that busy mind. You're switching that. And, and this liminal idea for me is like, what am I going to find there? Like I haven't spent enough time there in my lifetime to know what I'm going to find when I go into one connection deeply with my body or two connection in my body with nature. And it's not that I haven't, like I have chosen to spend that time in nature as an adult, but never in that kind of stillness. Um, so yeah, what happened for me is that I, I lost the first time that I did a sit spot is that I lost all track of time mm. um, to the point that I thought that the, the, the exercise had ended and, uh, and everyone had gone home, <laughs> not gone home, but I, like, I was shirking my responsibilities. Um, and I love, you know, what's interesting is we've talked about what we've guided and I haven't done the sit spot, but both of us did this quiet, go off and just be, mm-hmm. which is the simplicity of an invitation. You're not constructing it like go meditate. You're like, you know, notice thoughts and let them go. And, you know, once you come back to it, like none of that, it's just go and be. Yeah, just go. Um, and I haven't done that because I was guiding in the wintertime and it's been snowing and raining and uh, hailing. Yeah. And so that 20 minute cold time hasn't been something that I've, I've been keeping the um, forest therapy walks to around an hour and a half. Um, which is harder to do than you would think, especially with groups that when you're, when you're sort of sharing, what are you noticing? They have stuff to say. Mm. Um, but what a gift that both of us did that go and go and sit and be yeah. in both of our first walks at which for both of us got us in our first walk with the yeah. sequence and that into this place of liminality. Yeah, it was that hook, and it's, I, I hadn't really thought about the, the power of the sit spot is just, um, you know, something you can't really imagine until you do it. And um, in the last walk I did in the one-to-one, I did a sit spot at the end because it wasn't snowing, um, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was the first time and it wasn't snowing. It didn't look like it was going to rain. There was not a breath of wind. It was beautiful. And um, and we'd gone out at like seven in the morning. So there was that lovely low light through the tree. It was romantic. It was just beautiful. You can imagine it. Um, And I did a sit spot with him um, and, and he had that, powerful reaction that we experience as well and that that is what it's about for me um, and and going into that liminality but then also we should touch on the fact that we need to be able to help people come out come out mm-hmm. of liminality mm-hmm. at the end of yeah. it because as is pointed out um we get people into this state and then chuck them in a car on a motorway and off they go and oops <laughs> doesn't work <laughs> like i'm thinking about being on my motorcycle after that like i just <laughs> that I wouldn't make it half a kilometer. This would not go well for me. Yeah. I mean, so, so it was the last thing that we did on our, on on my first walk as an invitation until the tea ceremony. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about the tea ceremony is again, you're, you're back in circle um, and with other folks and, and having tea and going through a ceremony, we'll talk more about it, but um, it brings you out of um, that sort of liminal space that you were on your own in in community and relation to other people they're doing it with you or not right so they might have opted out but they're they're doing what they need to do on that invitation with you um and then you're coming out back and you're bringing yourself out of with the group that very liminal in between space um and into and then integrating what that experience starting to integrate what that experience was and coming back into okay you know what are you noticing is there anything else you need to say? Yeah. Yeah. 
and then and it just it, it's a very safe um it just feels like a safe environment and and that's um it, what you mentioned before about losing track of time and then oh my god they've gone home without me or oh, what are they doing it's the afternoon it's the next day i don't know where i am mm. and and that's where you can switch off when you've got the guide because the guide is the one that's watching the clock and the yeah. guide is the one that's worrying about that and totally. the guide has got that responsibility to safely bring you back to earth literally at the end of it um, and it's um it's a pleasure though being able to give people that and or help people on that journey and then be able to sort of create that safe environment for people yeah and a ceremony that is that gateway back into taking what you've done and into the rest of your life right and yeah. integrating in that ceremony literally ingesting and and taking with you in that ceremony giving back to the land and acknowledging what you've done, forming whatever you need to say in that community of people that you've done that with, which is, for me too is really powerful. Like I like to have even been silent with people for <laughs> that time. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of healing that we do individually, but also in relation to others, and that's always been really important to me. And you know, I've talked a bit about being part of the LGBTQ community and being excommunicated from. Um, from people for being who I am to be able to share the power of a transformative experience for me or even just a liminal experience or someone else's experience creates a kind of community um, that's that's huge and the and the tea ceremony is part of that as well yes Mm -hmm. I can go off and do a sit spot by myself but it's a completely different thing to have it guided have someone hold the container the timing as you say we make sure people know I'm going to call you back in 20 minutes. It's going to sound like this, you know, when we do a call and, and ask people to echo it back and it brings you out of that, whatever you are, are you were for, you know, as you're in, in, on your own and into a community of people that are on that journey with you. And that's some of the way that the, um, that the ANFT talks about too, is the, the, the liminal journey is when you shift into and then later out of this state of liminality through mm-hmm. then they say through the physical and metaphorical crossing of a threshold and so a forest therapy walk is an example of that liminal journey and so that idea that you've got a guide there to help you with those shifts as you you mentioned it felt safe right mm-hmm. it, like it felt safe and that, like i'm sure there's like great guides and i'm sure there's people that are like you know whatever you're not always going to feel totally safe i didn't always feel safe doing deep work in a group of people mm-hmm. that I didn't know that well, and I didn't know how they were about me, right? But the guide and the process as a liminal journey set it up to be safe for me to walk through it and shift out of it. And so, yeah, there's stuff I can do on my own, but it's a completely different experience to have it guided. Yeah. One that I value immensely. You're yeah. nodding at me. So that, I know nodding really works well, doesn't it? But that's, so that's, that's our take on liminality. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Give me more of that liminality, please. <laughs> That's the name of that podcast. Give yes. me more of that liminality. More of that. More, please. Please, sir. Can I have some more? Thanks for listening to the Highland Quiet Life podcast. Don't forget to click follow to receive updates of future episodes. And do drop me an email at highlandquietlife at outlook.com to get in touch.